broadcasting on the BBC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to Welcome Home Podcast on the BBC. Hello, Welcome Home listeners. Thanks for joining us on episode 26 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom. I'm here with, not Damon, but Trevor. How's it going, Trevor? I'm doing good today. Uh, so yeah, lots of stuff to talk about this week, or yeah. interesting stuff. Not Nothing really, or well, I guess the first one's not really like a, a DVC thing. But it kind of is. <laughs> well, see, and that's why I put it in as a D, and it's really a rumor, but it's kind of a DVC thing. And I, so, and, and so we've got Trevor, we got me tonight. Uh, we got no Damon, unfortunately. Damon couldn't make it today. Maybe he'll pop in in the middle of the show. Who knows? Um, but the first thing we have on our agenda today is um, something called Project 89. And I, I think this is hilarious because this sounds like a sci-fi original movie to me. Project Eighty Nine, like yeah, you know? yeah, this is like Area Fifty One, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so, for those that don't know, this is a uh, this is a project that's just coming out now. Uh, Disney filed some permits, basically, for what's being called Project Eighty Nine, and it's at the site of the former re- uh, River Country, uh, which you know, if you don't know about River Country, it was a it was the first water park that Disney World had before they built Typhoon. Lagoon and Blizzard Beach, uh, and, and you know it was much loved, but it was also very small, and it was uh, in between Wilderness Lodge and uh, Fort Wilderness, and it's basically sat abandoned for years and years and years and years. Um, and you know, if you want to go on YouTube and see people, uh, you know, urban exploring, is that what they call that? Is that urban exploring? Is that uh, what it is? Um, well, is technically, it's called trespassing, but yeah, it's- <laughs> <laughs> you're completely correct. Very illegal. <laughs> So it, um, the thing about River Country was that it was um, the river, the actual lake nearby fed all the water into it. And then they found that there was some issues with parasites and stuff in the water. So they couldn't feasibly keep it open anymore, which is understandable. Um, but yeah, so in the, in the years, they, they basically just shut it off. And um, it was close enough to uh, Wilderness Lodge. Or was it Wilderness Lodge or Fort Wilderness? So one of those that you can actually like, like, there's a fence there and you just hop over the fence and you're in river country. And it's yes, kind of I've, halfway I've, between it's kind of like in that general area. Yeah. And, and so I've, I've seen the videos of it and, and the last time I checked, cause I remember there was a, a big thing with it like a year and a half ago where people were going in there, they were looking around at like, you know, there's still some of the slides there and the pools and everything. And Disney got freaked out about it because, you know, one, they don't want people trespassing on their property. And two, um, it is actually pretty dangerous to be in there. So they actually went back and they leveled the whole area. So they they filled it all in with dirt so that, you know, there was there's really not anything there that resembles it anymore. Like it's just it's yeah, just it's kind just of a, a lot. Right. Yeah. Filled in area. So, um, yeah, the fact that they're looking to build on there. And so so this uh, um, this permit is for conduct of geotechnical investigation to assess the suitability of subsurface soils for development is this is the technical (laughs) part in in the uh in the permit um and it's going to be going on here until like april so basically they're just looking at it to see if um the area is actually stable enough to put another building there i would guess 
I mean, that would be my assumption. I, I mean, they're not testing that area for no reason, right? I mean, it seems like they're drilling holes into the ground and basically making sure that the the soil there is good enough to support some structures. And what what I find really interesting about this is that years ago, back in 2011, they actually had announced, uh, DVC had announced, and this is why we're putting in our DVC news section, because that's where we always start. Um, DVC had announced in September of 2011 that uh, they were going to build a Fort Wilderness DVC resort. And it basically, it's kind of in that area that they were thinking. They So it, it got released, and they announced it and everything, and then it just kind of disappeared. Um, that was called Project 2011-2. There's actual videos out there. You can actually see it and, uh, you know, recommend definitely going on like a dvcinfo.com. They have uh, some pictures of what the development used to look like. So what I find interesting about this news, if they're doing that, is are we talking about a possible another DVC resort? I mean, it would be pretty easy, right? I mean, they've already got the plans for it. Yeah, and but so I guess here's my question with that, is that you've, you've got... Um, Wilderness Lodge, which has uh, Boulder Ridge and Copper Creek already, and then putting another one in that same area. Um, I mean, maybe. I, it, the, the thing is, is that, that that puts another resort that's pretty much like right, like close to Magic Kingdom, right? Like it, it would, I assume it would be accessible by the boats and everything, the same as uh, as Wilderness Lodge. So, that would make for a third resort in that area or third DBC resort in that area that people could buy into, which, yeah, I guess, I mean, maybe prime real estate, right? Prime real estate. Yeah. Uh, yeah, That's, and I mean, just looking at the YouTube video here, it definitely looks like there is a dock there. So yeah, I could, I could see those boats coming through uh, that area and, um, you know, it would be situated right in between uh, basically Fort wilderness and, um, and uh, and um, Wilderness Lodge. I don't know why I couldn't think of the name of it, uh, <laughs> but it's it's interesting. I, I I wonder what else the plans would be like. In my mind, I feel like it has to be a resort, right? I mean, what else would they put there? They're not going to put another water park there. No, but um, also how I, I guess I don't know how big the area is that they're assessing either. Like it it doesn't sure. say anywhere in here how big it is, does it? It doesn't. I mean, it has a picture of the of the permit, but um, it. You know, it's kind of hard to tell just based on the permit and and how big the spot is. But uh, you know, I don't know. It's it is interesting to me because I, I it does seem like DVC not necessarily DVC just by itself, but it does seem like Disney is looking at a lot of different ideas for resorts and different places they can put them as they anticipate uh, you know uh, an increase in guests over the next couple of years from Star Wars and and all the Epcot things they're doing and all the Magic Kingdom things they're going to do they they have to prepare for those things now by adding hotel rooms now right and and DVC is so popular and and sells so well I just it makes sense to me I would love to see another resort I don't know if I'd stay there honestly <laughs> but I do love well, that area uh, I think. Uh... I mean, yeah, it, to me, it definitely seems like a good idea to have more because they've already got the Riviera coming in, which if you think about the Riviera, that's kind of a, a prime spot in between Epcot and uh, um, Hollywood Studios, right? And then I, you've already got DVC at um, the Polynesian mm-hmm. and yep. and um, Contemporary. Oh my gosh, well, I'm trying to Bay Lake. Yes, Bay Lake, yes. <laughs> yeah, Contemporary or Bay Lake Tower. Yep. So um, and, and I guess that was my next thought too is that do you think yeah do you think that this would be like because looking at the space where River Country was it's not actually that big like it's uh, water parks are not that big 
So do you suppose it would actually be a, like a building like Wilderness Lodge or would it be a tower or – That's a good I mean, question. I, I, I'm yeah. just wondering yeah, what they would do with it, right? Yeah, and I mean I guess – and I actually – and I, I would ask you this. I never got to go to River Country. That just never happened for me for whatever reason. Uh, growing up, we just weren't really into that – really into water parks. So we went when River Country was open. We just never went uh, you know, to River Country itself. Um, I, have you ever been? Did you ever go? Uh, sadly, no, I never went. Uh, my parents took my brother when he was young, but at that point I was already moved out. And, uh, so yeah, they, they went and they said it was a lot of fun, but I never got to experience it myself. Well, yeah. And the park itself was really small, but if I remember correctly and, and a listener connect me, if, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think you could just walk over there. I think it was kind of isolated a bit. I believe you had to take like a train over there if I remember correctly. Um, so I'm wondering if there's just a lot of space, like empty space around it, you know, just like a lot of forest around it. So maybe River Country, the site itself wasn't that big, but there's a lot of space just around it that was unused anyway. But I don't and, know. And that, that's actually another good point too, is uh, if you're talking about another DVC location, as it stands right now, the only place that you can access. So, so like if you're going to be dropping off guests to go to a, um, a DVC resort right now, Copper Creek and Boulder Ridge both drop off at Wilderness Lodge, correct? So, yes. If this is further, if this is further away from Wilderness Lodge, do they have to? I mean, I, I would guess, yeah, they they need either a tram, like or like an internal bus system for Wilderness Lodge, or maybe they they need to, yeah, maybe there's another area that they're going to expand out into that we're not looking at here. Yeah, and that's what that's what I'm wondering because. Uh, I, I think there is a lot of land around there, if I remember correctly. So, I mean, you know, and there's some maps here, but um, I'm actually, no joke, as we speak, typing in Wilderness Lodge into Google Earth. <laughs> <laughs> just to, just to you know, just to look here. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure there's a fair amount of land. I mean, I'm just looking at it. There is a, yeah, there's a, a lot of land there um, in between. Yeah, there's... Yeah. Yeah, there's lots of space between there and, and uh, Magic Kingdom. Even even between there and uh, the Contemporary, it's it's a pretty large space. So, well, just even in, yeah, in between I, Wilderness Lodge and uh, Wilderness Lodge, because I've actually I've done the thing where you I don't know if you're before Wilderness. Uh, yeah, before I'm sorry, Wilderness Lodge before Wilderness. <laughs> I've done the thing before where you rent the Surrey bike and we actually rode over to Wilderness Lodge. I mean to Four Wilderness, and there's it's just woods basically. <laughs> so um, there's a good amount of space over there. I, I, I think they could probably build something decently large. Uh, if you could, um, it's funny. Google Earth shows that it's still kind of uh, not filled in. <laughs> I might've been making up that thing oh, about it, the train. It is pretty close to Fort wilderness. I thought there was a train. I could have swore there was, but I, I think it was just, there was a, a tram that you could take. Yeah, It was something like that. Well, but yeah. there's a good amount of land there, so I don't know. I I just think it, it's interesting that there's a canceled DVC resort that was supposed to be a Fort Wilderness DVC resort, and now all of a sudden they're checking out the land where River Country used to be, which is kind of right in the area they were looking at. So I don't know. It just seems like that would make a lot of sense to me. Okay, so knowing all of this right now, so that this is me, this is my speculation. Um, <laughs> I like speculation. I, I love speculation on the show. So. Yeah. 
and and uh, I will I will laugh if this comes true, but and I'm probably going to be totally off. But not this year's D23. It'll be next year's D23. They will announce something with this property if there's going to be anything DVC centric with it. Okay. And for those for those that don't know, D23 is like the um, it's kind of like a a media event where they. Um, they do a lot of these announcements, like like Star Wars Land was announced at D twenty three years ago. So, um, and I can't, I believe they happen in July. I think it was in. I'm July. trying to remember the last time when um, we did our D twenty three show. It was so long ago, it feels like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it was sometime last year. But but I'm betting you won't hear anything about it this year because obviously they're just assessing it now. But. I I almost <laughs> I'm gonna come back and listen to this like a year from now and go did they actually announce anything for this property at that time? Because I'm I'm betting if they're gonna do anything with it, you'll hear about it next year. I, I think you're right with that. Uh, you know, I mean, we we haven't always been the best with predictions on this show, especially you know the gondola on like our what first or second show that we ever did. We we're like that's not gonna happen. Although you believed it, it's just Damon and I were so skeptical. I, hey, you yeah. were you were all about it. <laughs> I, so. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I knew it made sense. So <laughs> I thought it made sense at the time. I just didn't think they were going to do it. But <laughs> that's besides the point. But uh, I do. I, <laughs> my other question would be: if they don't put a resort there and they put something else, is there something else you would want to see there? Um, honestly, I don't know what they could even put there that would fit because. Uh, for me, it's it's not just about you know, like yeah, they could they could definitely throw you know, um. Uh, another theme park or something or not a theme park, but like some kind of building there. But the question for me is that does it actually fit with the theme of the area? Because wilderness lodge is, it's all very specifically themed. It's supposed to be that Pacific Northwest kind of feel to it. And for them to put something else literally in between wilderness lodge and Fort wilderness that doesn't fit with that theme. I can't imagine what it would be as far as a, Anything other than a, a resort building. Yeah, I agree. I, I have no idea what they would put besides putting a new resort there. <laughs> I mean, and who knows? Maybe they put nothing. Maybe they drill holes in the ground and find out that it's too marshy and they can't build anything there. So who knows? Maybe nothing will go there. Yeah. So, um, But I'd be interested to see what happens. So. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, stay tuned, basically, because, you know, just because they're making borings in the ground doesn't mean that it's going to turn out to be anything. You know, there's they're kind of doing the same thing by Epcot right now. We've been talking about a hotel over there. So who knows? I mean, could be a lot of things. I'm I'm well, the, the thing is, is, yeah, with that, that Epcot hotel, there, it seems to be more and more leaning towards that something is going to happen there. Has I mean, be, right? whether it's a hotel or not. Yeah, the Epcot needs that kind of love anyway yep. so um but yeah I, like i said i, I do find it I, i'm glad that at least fort wilderness or not fort wilderness but um, river country is getting some attention because i mean obviously the, people want to believe that you know when when these things shut down they're beloved and all that and people don't want to see them forgotten and it seems like it it has been forgotten for a long time but i feel that you know disney's smart they know that that you know, there's a time and a place for doing these kinds of, of activities, and for a long time, I'm sure it didn't make sense for them to do it. And they, and there could have been a multitude of reasons as to why they didn't do it. But I'm glad to see that you know, if if they take this and they turn it into a resort, I can guarantee you there will be some kind of um, uh, memorabilia or something. Yeah, there there will be a, a homage to 
river country in there somewhere, which I, I think is great. I think it's great that they do that because, you know, people can go back and kind of relive those memories of stuff that has shut down. And I'm, I'm hearing Damon's voice in the back of my head going, don't touch don't anything. anything. Just, <laughs> yeah. and, and I don't, I don't think that's fair. I, I, I kind of understand why Disney does thing the way does things the way they do. Um, the other thing though, so this is kind of a sideline to this as well, is that I believe where River Country is very close to there, there's um, an island. Discovery Island. That, yes. uh, yeah, it was called Discovery Island, which is another site that Disney abandoned. And it was actually, um, it was actually like um, um, Animal Kingdom 1.0 is yeah. basically what it was. And, uh, but again, that, that area is kind of sat abandoned and I, I like to think it's like Jurassic park where, you know, the animals are still there and, <laughs> <Found> a <way. laughs> and it's actually dangerous. But, yeah. Life found a way on the Island. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's another place but, that people uh, like to uh, break into too, which is a terrible idea considering that, that, that Bay Lake is just filled with alligators and snakes and crocodiles. Alligator is crocodiles or alligators. I always mix those two up. I, I don't remember, but either way, they're large lizards, and I wouldn't exactly. mess with them. I mean, the so, only way to get there, really, is to uh, swim over there. So, <laughs> you don't want to do that. Or, anymore. yeah, I mean, yeah, a small boat, they would notice you doing that. So, exactly. But or, Well, actually, I shouldn't say that. But but either way, yeah. But, uh, so, anyone listening to this, don't get any ideas for, yes. you know, if they say no trespassing, respect that, because... I mean, it's not just because they don't want you back there. It's because there's legitimately things that could hurt you. Yeah, and and don't blame us for giving you the idea either. So, <laughs> yeah. um, but the one last thing, I was just thinking how cool it would be if they did build a DVC DVC resort there, and if the pool area was like a mini replica of what River Country used to have. How cool would that be? Oh yeah, that that would be cool actually. If they if they redid it as you know just a proper. Yeah pool and not being fed from the the water but just like some of the same kind of like you know kind of rides like a mini version of it you know yeah yeah so so the actual so their pool is just yeah an old or that's the homage to river country right so yeah i that's i think that would be really cool but anyway so uh we talked about that for almost 20 minutes but that's okay that's a cool topic it's an interesting (laughs) topic i i i'm interested to see what they do with it i mean there's so many things they could do so uh, exactly now let's talk about a hot topic. <laughs> oh, really? This is a hot topic. I hadn't seen anything posted about it in oh, any Disney group this week. Never at all this last week. So the um, outrage of the week. Trevor, it's the outrage it. of the week. Yeah. yeah. So so for those that don't know, if you don't know, I'm honestly quite surprised. Um, Disney hotels will start charging for overnight parking for hotel guests, but this does not include DVC members. So DVC um, has said that as part of being a DVC member, we still continue to get free parking, which I think that's great. I think that's a great, um, yeah, great perk of being a DVC member. And they even state it that we get the parking, whether we're staying on points or cash. So the interesting thing to me is that if you're, um, I, I think this is where they've kind of started making those changes to, you know, the rules around DVC contracts, you know, the minimum buy-ins yep. to get uh, the perks and all that kind of stuff. Um, I feel like this is one of those things where if you don't have your card, which means if you bought um, if you bought a resale and you don't actually have the DVC member card, they're going to tell you, no, you can't have free parking, which I can see that upsetting some people. Sure. For sure. Um, it's going to definitely upset some people. Yeah. But 
I mean, as far as the parking goes, it's really not that bad. So the uh, the the rates on it were uh, it's thirteen dollars a night if you stay at a value resort, nineteen dollars for a moderate, and twenty four dollars for a deluxe resort. Um, I, you know, I get it, it's that's not terrible. <laughs> it's not that well. Bad. It's, it's and not. and that's the thing. It's like this is not. I, I know people are, are outraged about this, but I also feel like if it had been this way the whole time, then no one would be outraged because it's it's the whole idea of change, right? Like Universal's resorts have always charged for parking, always. Like they just always have, and tons of resorts in Orlando charge for parking. It just it's it's a reality of the hotel industry these days. I mean, it just is. I mean, <laughs> well, and this this isn't exclusive to hotels either. It like, I mean, I don't know about where you live, but where I live, like paying for parking downtown is oh yeah is a thing. Like, you, there's no such thing as free parking, and and I, I guess the way I look at this too is that Disney could have done this one of two ways. They could have, you know just started paying telling people they're paying for parking or they could have raised the rates of the room to account for that that paying for parking the reasoning behind it and I, and I think this was what a lot of people don't realize is that you know those parking lots they don't maintain themselves it does like, cost money they do yeah. need yeah they, they do occasionally need to do maintenance on them and this this money that goes into you know paying for it is so that they can redo concrete when concrete starts to fail when they can you know do expansion fix things up make sure that it doesn't you know it it doesn't you know look like a gravel <laughs> pad that you're parking exactly on, right? well <laughs> so, and, and you could even argue too it maybe even pays for the security guard that is that's at the gate there too i mean that's that's part of it too i mean you're paying for yeah. i mean your, your your car is secure when it's there because there's security you can only come in if you're a guest there if you're picking up a guest it's not something that anybody can just drive into at any time. You know, they're, they're pretty secure with those places. What I, what I do think is interesting about the DVC part of this is that, so like you said before, we, we, we as DVC members will not have to pay for parking when we're staying on points or cash, as long as it's at a DVC resort. Um, and also not pay the fee if we're staying at points on non-DVC resorts. So if we use our points, which is you know not a good use of points, but that's a whole other show. Um, but to use your points at another <laughs> resort, that's not DVC. You still wouldn't pay for the parking, but I do believe if you're staying cash at a non-DVC resort, you would have to pay from what I've seen. But I know there's yeah. some confusion about yeah, it, so but that, that is a thing. So if you're saying – if you just decide I'm going to do a cash trip to you know, Wilderness Lodge and you stay at the actual lodge, you would still have to pay for parking at that resort. Yeah, and, and I would expect that. I mean because – People seem to forget that, you know, DVC and Disney hotels, they're not, even though they're sharing the same space, they're not the same entity. They're separate so companies, technically. Yeah. I shouldn't, yeah, yeah, they are separated. And so I should expect that, you know, if I'm staying at somewhere that is not DVC, that, you know, they're going to tell me to pay for parking like everybody else. And and like you said, that's even, I don't go over to Universal and go, hey, like, you know, flash my DVC card and go, hey, you guys are going to be free parking, right? Like, <laughs> it, 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 That'd be pretty it's hard to make that disassociation when it's, you know, the same company. But, it, yeah, I mean, DVC is DVC, and rightfully so. We're, we're paying for that privilege of not having to pay for parking. But, yeah, if I go to stay at, you know, Pop Century... I expect I'm going to pay for parking. Yeah, and, and truth be told, I'm kind of surprised Disney took so long to get on this bandwagon, to be honest, because like we were talking about, so many other resorts in Orlando charge for parking. It's not 
it's this is not a thing that they're inventing this is something that has been around and is happening more frequently um you know and and a lot of people will point to it and say it's a money grab and it you know in ways is for sure um but it's also you know another source of revenue for them nobody wants to pay more money i get that i don't want to pay more money you don't want to pay more money you know nobody wants to but this is it's funny because like you were talking about no one complains when they go to the airport and they have to pay for a week of parking it's just expected Right. So that's in my mind. That's what I'm saying. Like, if this was like this way the whole time, I don't think anybody would complain about it. Like, nobody complains about having to pay for parking when you go to the parks. If you're not staying at a Disney hotel, that's just expected. Right. So I don't know. It's I don't think it's that bad. I like that they tiered it, you know, based on the resort level that you're staying at. Um, to make sure it's affordable for everybody. I think that's a good thing. And I do like that, uh, you know, we are getting it for free as DVC members. I've seen a lot of people that are um, feeling a little pessimistic and they go, well, yeah, how long is that going to last? How long do they start charging DVC members too? Um, and, you know, they might someday. I, I, I don't know. But, uh, you know, at the same time, even if they did, I mean, it's not going to cause me to change my vacation plans. I'm not going to be like, I'm never going to Disney again because I have to pay for parking. Uh, if I if I did that with all the things I have to pay for parking for, there's a lot of places <laughs> I wouldn't go to anymore, <laughs> right? So, and I mean, yeah, that, that's that same thing for me. Is you know, I I pay to have my car sit for a week at the airport when I fly down to Disney, and I'm fully prepared for that when I come back. Exactly. So. it's yeah if if i was that hung up about it i wouldn't go to the airport (laughs) but and i guess here's the other thing too is you know when you're you're looking at at the values for these i mean so 13 dollars a night you can get an uber for about the same price as that so i i guess it's a matter of do you want to have your own car and you know the freedom of going back and forth or do you want to you know get on a disney bus and use their bus system which of course comes with its own pitfalls and all that or pay for an uber so i mean yeah in the in the grand scheme of things it's you know that that 13 dollars for if you're staying at a value 19 at a moderate um it's really not that big of a deal like it you, you still end up if you choose alternate modes of transportation, you end up paying about that much anyway, and nobody seems to get upset about that. So yeah, I I would agree. I I, I do. I'm thinking to myself too. I wonder because Disney does a lot of things for, and I don't want to say for economic reasons. That's not what I'm thinking. Um, to to motivate guest behavior, right? I'm wondering if they're yes. trying to push some people away from the resorts. I don't know, like from staying at the resorts while because they feel like they're going to get overbooked or they're already overbooked based on how many people are. I mean, because I know Disney runs like mid 90s and occupancy rates already. And I I wonder if this is maybe a measure to deter people a little bit from staying on site. I don't know. I know that sounds crazy, but (laughs) they do. They do the same thing with the parks where they try to deter people just by raising the prices. That's partly to make more money, but it's also partly to lower crowds. So I don't know. I I, that's I know a crazy theory, but I mean, I think it's possible at least. Well, and and I guess maybe. Uh, the other side of that too is you know when you're talking about transportation to and from the parks if everybody you know has free parking and it gets to a point where you know if if i'm going down there and i go well you know i'd rather just rent a car and you know go to like you know drive around instead of using the bus the problem with that is that it gets to a point where the buses are so they're not utilized but then the parking lots are ridiculous Mm -hmm. because there's so many people getting in and out and i don't know like i've i remember when i was there in september that you know getting out of magic kingdom right 
after the fireworks or right after close when everybody is at the uh, the transportation and ticket center and it's just wall-to-wall traffic. And even the bus that we were on, the bus was having difficulty getting to where it needed to go because of just the sheer volume of cars. So yeah, maybe this is, like you said, maybe this is part of a deterrent because, you know, it, not having as many vehicles there does actually increase the overall happiness Absolutely. of everybody because, you know, buses run faster, stuff like that. And as I was saying all this, something else clicked in my head is that they do have new alternate modes of transportation coming with the gondolas. Yep. So maybe this is also kind of conditioning people to go, well, I'm just going to use, you know, Disney transportation and not bring my own vehicle or rent a car or anything like that. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's a really great point. And, you know, and also too, for the, just the fact, like you were talking about, I'll, if you think about it this way too, when you pay that parking fee at at your resort, you also park for free at the parks if you want to go there. So it's like you're it, it's basically a cheaper way of paying for your parking for the resort for the uh, for the actual parks too. Now I get it, you got it for free before, but it's it's now you know the same way where you're still paying this fee, but you're not having to pay to park at the park. So if you don't want to use those tra- transportation options, you can still use your car from the resort to drive to the parks. So and not have to pay for parking. So I, I think I think you're right, because I think half the time when the buses are late or they're, you know, ha- take a long time to get somewhere, it's because there's a lot of traffic on the roads and it's because there's a lot of people that drive their car to the parks and uh, it makes it a, a little overcrowded and a little difficult. And, you know, parking lots also take up huge swaths of land. It's a lot of space. So I think the more that they mm-hmm. can get people to use their mass transportation options, the the better it's going to be for overall guest happiness for. And of course, you know, for the bottom bottom line too, Disney is a business and, you know, they they do need to make money and and you know this is another way they can make money it's it's you know a fee-based uh fee-based uh business too so uh that's part of this so i i, I know it's a lot of people are upset about it and i understand why people are upset about it. a lot of people spend a lot of time saving for disney and you know not everybody uh it, it, disney's an expensive place to go and so it takes a long time to save up for for disney for a lot of people so i understand why people are like oh another charge you know i get it but i think it's more of just a, a shock of the change and i think it's it's not going to be as big of a deal basically when uh you know when it actually goes into place so i and really in six months or a year people are going to be accustomed to it anyway exactly that's so, what happens right we, yeah. once after a little while once the change is, is into into place uh then people are just like oh well this is the way it is now right so all right well i think yeah. that's enough talking about parking I, i'm kind of tired to talk about parking uh, <laughs> yeah I've, I, I saw enough about parking oh, my, this goodness. Week too, I, so. my entire news feed on facebook <laughs> yeah. was all parking related posts so um but anyway so the other thing i wanted to talk about uh reunion station we talked about this i don't know how many podcasts ago it was not necessarily a rumor then it was announced, but there weren't a lot of details about this. And what this is, is is like a lounge at, for those that don't know, it's a, it's a DVC member lounge. That's going to be at uh, wilderness lodge. uh, Well, really copper Creek slash wilderness lodge. Let's say um, at the new um, uh, restaurant that they built down by the water there, whose name is escaping me at the moment. Um, But basically this is going to be like 
a club level type of experience. So there's not a ton of DVC club level rooms in the system. And so this is almost making up for that. And basically what it's going to be, it's a, it's a room that's exclusive to DVC members, but it is a premium uh, option. So basically you have to pay, you pay $50 a night uh, and for adults, 33 a night for kids, age three to nine. Um, you do have to purchase it for the entire length of your stay. But again, think of this like if you were paying club level prices, right? So if you were going to book a club level room for cash, you're going to pay about that much extra per night for those privileges to have the club level rooms. And so what this is, it's basically a little lounge that's going to like in the morning, we'll have pastries, fruit, cereal, juice. So from like seven to 10, it has, you know, like little breakfast items uh, at seven to 10 a.m. And then in the afternoon, in the evening, it has a wine and beer and like cheeses and salads, soups, desserts, that kind of stuff. And then uh, and so you pay for that. And basically, you know, it just includes that food. It's a I did it on my honeymoon and it was great to do one time. I don't know if I'd pay for it again. Um, but for my honeymoon, it was awesome because, you know, you could go in there, you could grab a bunch of sodas, you could grab some pastries and then get, get yourself to the park. Um, but it's, it was a, it was a great little a thing to do that one time. I don't know if I'd do it again, but that's kind of what it's like. The part about this I really like is from 7 PM to 10 PM, it's going to be open to everybody for, as in when I say everybody, I mean all DVC members for a complimentary mix and mingle type of situation, which is great. Cause I feel like they haven't had. They used to do a, mem- a member mixer like a couple times a week that you could go to, and they kind of stopped doing that. And I think this is a great addition to that. So now we know some more details. Now, you know? So I, I guess he, my thing, uh, I should say this first, is that I have never stayed anywhere club level before, so I don't really have a good point of reference on this. But from, from what you're saying, it sounds like, yeah, it's basically, you know, um, it's a lounge with prepaid food that you can go in and you can make use of however you see fit, um, which sounds good, I guess, on paper. <laughs> um, but, and, and again, this is also my own preference for how I do Disney and all that is that, yeah, I would maybe go down there in the morning and grab, you know, dessert, or not dessert, grab breakfast and, and, you know, a couple of snacks and whatever. But then I'm off everywhere else the rest of the day. I'm going to different places, you know, doing experiences, going to parks and stuff like that. Um, would I be back in the evening to make use of it? I don't know if I would. So to me, the the thing is, is that $50 a night per adult, that's kind of steep. It's really like, steep. Even really steep. for, like, yeah, for, for a family of three. And, and so, like, I have... Uh, I have me and my wife and my son who who is now 10 so he doesn't even qualify for the $33 a night. Um that's $150 a day just to make use of this lounge. Um <laughs> that's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. That's and and that's only for a family of 3. I mean if you're going like, you know, larger size family like Damon's, you know, you're talking 200 $250 night, a, night, a yeah. day. And 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 that's the other thing too is that it, it there's no negotiating it it's it's purely you know you got to pay it for the entire trip so you know if you're there for a week you're t- you're in well over a thousand dollars just for the sake of having access to to snacks and drinks and stuff like that. And I'll, I'll- <laughs> I'll tell you when we did it on our honeymoon, we would we were there every morning for breakfast because it was great for breakfast. And we maybe went there once or twice in the evening because most of the time from four to six PM we're having dinner in the parks, right? We're not back at the hotel. So for me, 
definitely not worth it. I would definitely not spend the money for this. Me personally. Um, I mean, but I definitely would try to go to the seven, seven to 10 PM, uh, complimentary mixer. I'm, I'm for all things complimentary. Yeah. And, and, and again, that's, that's like a one time thing, right? So yeah, exactly. I I guess, I I guess that's my thing with this is that, you know what? Yeah. I would kind of, you know, hit it up once or twice, but I, I guess you also have to look at the type of trip that you're doing. If you're only there for, for a couple of days, like let's say you're down there for, you know, something else where you happen to be staying at a DBC resort for a couple of days, like, you know, going to a cruise or whatever, maybe that makes sense because maybe you're not planning to go into the parks. So, you know, you're going to be staying around the resort. It would be nice to just have access to something like that. I can see that making sense. But, you know, if you're, if you're planning on being out and about, you're never going to come back to the resort just to get free food because the time that you waste trying to get back to the resort for that doesn't really justify the cost at that point, or it does it, it doesn't in my mind. I know some people would say it would, but to me, it, uh, I don't want to stop what I'm doing and uproot everything because I want to go running back to, to the resort because yeah, I, got I want to go get a free beer. Like, so <laughs> I'm going to run back to the, uh, forget everything yeah. else. We're just going to go get a free beer. <laughs> it's not even free though. You're yeah, paying $150 I, for that beer, you know? <laughs> so. Exactly. And explaining that to your kids too, when, you know, they're in line for space mountain or something, yeah. but <laughs> sorry, we got to go back to the hotel. <laughs> this is where I wish Damon was on this episode. Cause I feel like Damon, Damon usually likes these like exclusive type of things. And I feel like Damon was in favor of this when we talked about it on the previous episode. So I would have loved to hear him go he for was. it, but <laughs> I don't know. Well, and, and that's where, that's where, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, to offer that other perspective of, you know, for, for myself and how I'm doing things at the moment, it doesn't make sense to me. If I'm ever in a position where I'm down there for, you know, two, three days, I may actually seriously look at it because yeah, it, it would make sense. And, and again, you know, th- this is one of those things that I don't think it was designed to be for everybody because if, if it was offered to everybody, you would have all the people that are staying at DVC down in this lounge trying to make use of it. Oh yeah. Which I mean, yeah, they don't want that. So, so yeah, it makes, it makes sense that, you know, it, it's meant to be a, um, a, like a top tier experience. It's meant to be something that, you know, that, that club level access, which like you said, they, they have it at, um, um, yes. animal kingdom. That's where we did. And, and yeah. it sounds good. Yeah. And so, so it sounds good that, you know, they're trying to offer this at, wilderness lodge and and maybe this is them looking at ways to expand it so that when you are staying at these resorts if you choose to you know not necessarily be going off to parks and stuff like that you can just enjoy the resort and you can enjoy that club level experience without having to to limit your options to where you yeah, stay agreed and i i I do wonder, though, if this isn't successful because this, in a lot of ways, is a test, right? They have club-level rooms where it's built into the price, so you don't really feel it as much when you when you do those rooms because you're you just get you know what I mean. It's not yeah. like there's not as much of a number figure on it. You're just paying more for the room, kind of kind of like what we were talking about with the parking. If they just would have thrown the parking into the rate, regardless. Um, but I, I wonder if this test doesn't go well if they do try to move this to a top of the world type of situation where. Anybody can go in it, but anything that's in there, you have to pay for, like a la carte type of thing. I don't know. I I could see that happening if it doesn't go well uh, or them just stopping it altogether and just using it for like premium events in there. I don't know. I I do think it's interesting. 
Yeah, I think I think part of it comes down to how well they market it because I mean, look, if you look at Wilderness Lodge, it, it's not I mean, it's not directly attached to any um any major park or anything. So they have to kind of make sure that they sell this to people that, Hey, this is an option. This is something we can use here because if they just leave it there, people are going to, you know, they're going to be looking at their hotel rooms and they're going to be like, and what's this $50 thing? No, I don't want that. Like they, they need to make sure that, that people understand what it is and understand what the benefit is of it. Otherwise you're right. It will fail because yeah. the nobody's, nobody wants to pay, you know, a couple hundred dollars a day. What? just for snacks what, what would make this worth it for me is if if i could go back to my room and then call them up and be like yeah give me some like beer and some pastries and bring it to my room like <laughs> i mean that might oh, make geez. it worth it like after my feet hurt all day and i don't you know from walking all day and i don't want to walk down there again it's just hey just bring it up to my room and <laughs> that might make it worth it but that's it that, that's actually a very good point if if they could figure out a way to make this work that you know you can limit how much additional walking and having to grab stuff that, yeah, they can just bring it all to you. Yeah, I might consider service. that. I'm all about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah, all our exactly. DVC stuff for, for this week. You know, DVC doesn't have a ton of news every week, but this was a pretty busy week as far as DVC goes. So there were some interesting things. Um, but uh, a couple podcasts ago, and I don't remember specifically which one we talked about, the uh that disney was getting rid of the child care centers uh at, at the various resorts and they said listen we're gonna put something else in place we promise we're gonna do this we're gonna have something else and now we actually know what that something else is and i have to say reading about this i kind of want to go um, <laughs> so um just so, for those that don't know basically what this is it's um it's it's a pixar play zone is what it's called and it's a it's going to be at the contemporary and it's going to be it's like themed obviously to uh pixar and basically the idea is it's a you know i don't want to say that it's like a place where you can drop your kids off so you can go do stuff at night but it kind of is um <laughs> and basically you know there's a bunch of different rooms there the kids are going to be able to play with you know pixar characters from toy story the incredibles there's going to be all sorts of different activities they can build their own race car they can uh you know do uh, there's desserts there's food um it's four ages for kids ages four to twelve um, the doors open at 5 p.m. for check-in, um, you know, and then basically it lasts from 6 p.m. to 10.30 p.m. And it's $65 per child plus, ta- plus tax. Now, I do not have any children at the moment, but I was looking at that and I was trying to I thought my first thought to myself I was like, wow, that's a little expensive. And then I was thinking, wait a second, six to ten is like four and a half hours. Like, how much would you pay for a babysitter for four and a half hours? I don't know what the going rate is these days, but probably 65 bucks. Am I wrong? OK, so. Here's my thing with this is that, you know, yeah, it's, it's not just a, a daycare service. It's also like, like you've got the characters there, but it's also, it's meant to be engaging for the kids, right? Like I remember with the, uh, with the daycare centers is, you know, you look in there and it was just, you know, a cast member sitting with the kids, but it was, it was like a standard daycare center, even though it was themed nice and everything, it didn't really like, there there wasn't really anything else to it. And I'm sure a lot of people's kids were probably bored being stuck, being there for two or three hours. And that, and that's the other thing too, is that, you know, this thing is meant to, to last, you know, three to four hours for the whole experience. And 
there's a lot of stuff that these kids get to do for for the cost of it for sixty five dollars. Um, they get to do something kind of unique, and I'm sure it'll keep them engaged. And yeah, that way, mom and dad can can go and have a night to themselves. But then the kids come back, and they're like, it, it seems like it kind of works best for both sides. And I can understand why Disney would want to do this instead of just the daycare centers, because yeah, the daycare centers were just so. I mean, it's like any other daycare, daycare center. center. Yeah, yeah, just daycare it, centers. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it just wasn't it. It didn't seem like something – it wasn't something like for me that I would ever want to, you know, drop my kid off at, especially when I'm at Disney. Like it's – I understand people want a night out and everything, but yeah, it's – this seems like a lot better alternative to uh, to what they were offering before. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, if I had a younger child, I think I'd probably take advantage of this. I think the price point is not all that outrageous. I think it's probably right on par, and I, I think it would, would probably be nice to have a, a night out, you know, by yourself. And then also, it just seems like it would be a really cool experience for the kid, like you're talking about. It's not just like a regular daycare. It's it's a really cool kind of you know situation that you're doing. I mean, you're doing Space Ranger training and. You get to be junior space space rangers, and uh, you know there's sing alongs, and it's it just seems really cool and fun. Like I was saying before, jokingly, but kind of serious. I kind of want to do it. Kind of looks like fun. Yeah. <laughs> they don't let adults yeah. there. I'd I'd be in. <laughs> I, I would I would build a soap soapbox derby car. Like <laughs> I, right? Wouldn't you? Yeah. They need to make an adult version of this, and then I'm in <laughs> premium event. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that we'll ask for that for the next thing is, you know, can you can you make a like an adult range thing, you know, where maybe we put the kids somewhere else and then we go get <laughs> we go and do this. <laughs> That's a great idea. I'm I'm all for it. I'm I'm here for that for sure. <laughs> well, I'm glad that they decided to I mean, I I I took them for their word at their word when they said that they were going to put out something new because this is a lot of parents were disappointed about it. Uh, you know, and I can understand that. And I think it makes a lot of sense to put it at the contemporary because you're right by Magic Kingdom. There's a lot of great romantic restaurants you could eat at right by Magic Kingdom, you know, so uh, I think it's a good place for it. It would be nice if they put it in multiple places and maybe they will. Maybe this is kind of a, you know, Disney loves to do their test balloons, you know, where they, they put, they try yep. something and then see how it works out and then expand it. Um, I could see this being one of those cases where they eventually expand this to other resorts. So there's more accessibility to it and there's more ability for people to go, uh, you know, and, and check this out. So I think this is cool. I'm, I'm excited about this for, uh, parents that have kids of course i won't be able to use this you know my, my child will be coming sometime in april or may and it's for kids aged four to twelve so for me i won't be using it for at least four years so <laughs> well and by then maybe there will be a bunch of different ones you can choose from so oh yeah totally yeah how cool would it be to do one at like animal kingdom that was like animal themed you know instead of like pixar you make it or you could yeah. even do it like you could do it like lion king or bugs life or you know you could do any of those types of things and you can make it themed to that instead of just pixar you know there's there's a there's a lot of things they could do with this this idea so Ooh, here, here's another thought too is you know they've, they've got that star wars hotel coming that's an interactive experience um, what happens if they have a, like a condensed kids version of it? Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Where the kids just hang out and do, and, uh, they get taught, you know, they kind of do like that, it's, um, that Jedi, Jedi training. training. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They do the Jedi training and, oh yeah, that would be really cool. That's a great idea. Yeah. So, so, so you're right. There, there's tons of, of potential for this and I, I hope it does well. I hope that, uh, that these kinds of things become more of an option because again, maybe it's, maybe it goes beyond just, you know, 
uh, daycare for your kids into, you know, actual experiences for them and, and like things, things that you can kind of tailor to what you want your, or what your kid wants to experience. So. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's cool. Well, so we're, since we're talking about premium things and, and extra premium things, uh, mm-hmm. there was recently, uh, and, and this is not something that appeals to me, but I know you and Damon are more water park people. So maybe this appeals to you guys. But um, so Disney's announced something called H2O Glow Nights. And it's a ticketed, a ticketed event. It's going to be a Typhoon Lagoon. It's going to be at night, obviously. And I always kind of see this as like Disney doing a paid version that's open up to everybody of the of the Moonlight Magic Moonlight Magic events they've been doing for DVC. Um, it seems similar to that, but you know, with some other things added in there, of course. But on certain summer nights, in, uh, starting June 21st, they're going to do like special lighting effects that's going to transform Typhoon Lagoon uh, to kind of a Pixar uh, type of uh, of park with uh, and based on that that short uh, that if you haven't seen that short Party Source Rex, which is yeah. a great short, really really great short, and that's kind of what it's based on. So they're going to do like dance parties and play party games. You can meet Buzz, Woody, Jesse. All the attractions will be open, uh, you know, and basically, you know, they'll probably have some food and stuff like that. Although I don't see that in the announcement anywhere, but um, there it's a separate ticketed event. Like we were talking about, it's not included with your daytime admission. So you do have to pay, Um, but it's $55 for adults, $50 for children, three to nine. Um, I I don't know. Would you guys be as a water park family? Would you guys be interested in doing something like this or or because we're DVC members and you have Moonlight Magic? Does this not appeal to you because you could just do a a Moonlight Magic event that's just like this? Um, Well, actually, because of the time of year, I don't know if I'd ever see myself being down there to enjoy this kind of thing because um, summer months are, it's extremely hot and so, so for me, it's it's not. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll get into that a, a little bit more. The, the the whole heat thing in a bit, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's rough during the summer. It is rough. <laughs> yeah. So so I mean, but yeah, for fifty dollars or fifty five dollars a night, that's about the same cost as regular admission, isn't it? So you're basically just paying to go there at night instead of going there during the day. Yeah, and all you're paying for all the special parts, right? All the the meet and greet yeah. and the the fun stuff that they do. That's extra, right? Yeah, and, and I mean for me, it's you know, I, I think I've said this before. Is you know, some uh, attractions are different at night. Like it's it's a lot more exciting to do some of these things at night. So I would be interested in it um, again, even even without doing uh, Moonlight Magic stuff. Um, this sounds like it's a very uh, again, tailored thing. I know Moonlight Magic, they kind of offer things, but they, it's never really like a set theme. And and this definitely seems like something, you know, as a, if you're a Toy Story fan, it looks like it would, uh, it would be a lot of fun. So I would, I would consider paying for it if I was, uh, if I was down there during this time. Yeah, but if you're down there during that time, for sure, because it's 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 miserably hot. That yep. <laughs> that's what I always go is like June, July, August, and it's just it's just the worst as far as weather goes. So, and as, really, as I mean, about, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I was gonna say, you know, like going to the water parks during the day, um, it's hot, and I mean, I know you're in the water and everything, but it's still very uncomfortable because it, it's even even in the water, oh, it's gotcha. still really really warm going at night when it's actually cooler and you can actually, you know, enjoy yourself a little bit more. I, 
I would pay for that. <laughs> That's a good point. And you're also paying for not having lines too, right? I mean, being able yeah. to enjoy those attractions without waiting online. That's what a lot of these things, that's what the, um, um, after hours, uh, thing that they do at, uh, at, at magic kingdom is all about, right? That that's a really expensive one, but the whole idea of that is having a couple hours of basically having the park to yourself. Right. So I, some people are willing to pay for that premium. I don't think I would do it for this particular event just because I'm not a water park person and we don't do water parks really. Um, but I could see it for people that like water parks. Yeah. And, and actually that's the other thing too, is if, so right now I have an annual pass and because water parks are included in that annual pass, um, that would actually affect my my thoughts on this as well because you know I can pay I don't have to pay to get in there during the day, but paying for this as a separate event, yeah, uh, yeah. If if I didn't have the annual pass, I would actually pick this over just going to one of the water parks for a normal day. Like I would I would forgo yeah, going sense, during yeah. the day at all and just say yeah, let's go to this evening event. That's a, I mean that's a good point and like you said the rides are different at night it's cooler out it's probably going to be more enjoyable and there's going to be more fun things going on so cool yeah well let's go well let's go to your segment now uh you know to, we're we're getting towards the end here and uh so uh, you know our our new favorite segment which is uh traveling with Trevor so what what are you talking about this week um uh, actually the, so the last part about uh heat was kind of my segue into this so um I actually wanted to talk about um, going down to Disney World as an international traveler and as coming from uh, a climate where we have uh, winter for about eight months a year. So, um, Wow, I didn't realize it was eight months a year. Yeah, it, it's actually snowing outside right now. It, it's March <laughs> and, and it's snowing right now. So um, we, we the snow doesn't stop here until you know April, beginning of May, and then it can even go longer than that. Um, so because of that, um, when we come down there, like we, we tend to, to try and go down during, uh, during cooler times. So like, you know, March kind of time frame. but even with that, it's still really, really hot compared to what we have here. So, um, again, as an international traveler and, and coming from the North, you do have to think about these things. And I learned this kind of the hard way when I was there back in September, uh, because I kind of forgot from, cause I, I'm sure as people who have listened to the podcast, know it was like 10 years between when I went last time and when I went in the September and I really forgot how hot and how bad it can get in, in Florida. So, um, we, <laughs> we weren't totally, on earth. <laughs> yeah, it, we weren't totally prepared for it. And, and, and so again, when, when you guys are getting ready to go traveling, you do actually want to think about these things. So, um, we, we did bring water bottles and you, you do have to obviously make sure you've got lots of water. Like we actually carried around these Contigo, um, 24 ounce water bottles and we had them full like all the time. And even at that, we still managed, uh, there was one day where I actually had to just go lay down in the hotel room because I was, I was just so hot and so exhausted that I couldn't handle it anymore. And I needed to go have a nap for like two hours. So, Jeez. <laughs> yeah. So, so, um, so you, you don't realize it like, like you, when you, you're used to like, you know, your summertime, wherever you're coming from, that it can be hot, but this is a different kind of hot. It's very humid. It's, uh, it, it's just, yeah, it's muggy and, and all of that. And so, um, I did try my best to plan for, for these things when we were down there. And 
there was a few things that I learned when we were down there that on this next trip, I'm going to make sure that I'm I'm a little more prepared. And I'm, and again, I'm still experimenting with it. I'm still trying to figure out, you know, the best way to make ourselves comfortable when we're down there. But we are going, uh, we're going in May again, which is, um, you know, same kind of time frame, uh, September for, for heat. Like it's going to be uh, into the 80s and 90s. And um, so, so things, and, and I guess this doesn't even necessarily apply to international travelers because, I mean, really anybody going down there, you, you should be prepared for it. Um, so first of all, I guess, so for you, Tom, uh, sunscreen, um, do you oh, use yeah. SPF 60? <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. I slather myself in sunscreen every morning. It's, we have like this morning ritual when we go where we just, you know, completely cover ourselves in the highest SPF we can get <laughs> from head to toe Yeah, because and, and we've that, gotten I mean, burned that's... on the first day of vacation before and it is the worst. <laughs> And that, yeah, that was exactly my point is that you don't realize, you don't realize how bad it is. And I, I know some people, you know, they go, oh, you know, I only need like a 15 or a 30 and they get down there and yeah, you get burned the first day and it sucks. And you end up spending, you know, the next three or four days being uncomfortable and, and all of that. And yeah, just making it sounds really you know overkill but yeah get some good sunscreen make sure that you're putting it on every day sometimes even a couple times a day like if you're going in the pool make sure that you you reapply it because yeah you, you're not used to that kind of sun and it will burn you very easily um can the I next say, thing that i oh i'm sorry oh, can i ahead. just throw in there too i try to wear a hat all the time some of us out there um you know have uh receding hairlines and bald spots <laughs> um so yeah. so if you don't uh you know i've gotten burned on the top of my head before and it is the worst so <laughs> i try to often wear a hat uh to avoid getting burned on my head and also to sh- to um shield my face a little bit too yeah, and yeah, that's a good point too. Is def- definitely cover up and don't be afraid to to wear a hat because you know everybody else there's wearing a hat. Like you, you can you're not going to stand out by wearing a hat. Um, a couple of things that I did learn this last time too is you know there are ways to keep yourself cool as you're walking around because um, the other thing that happens too is you're on you're walking around on pavement and the pavement's radiating heat, so you're getting twice as hot as what you would you know being at a beach or, you know, just like walking around normally. Um, so I, I found that uh, one thing that a lot of people recommended, and I found this on uh, on forums and whatnot when I was looking around before my trip, is uh, you can get these, they're chili towels, but I think the big brand that people tend to recommend is called, they're called Frog Togs or something like that. But you can find any brand of them. And basically what it is, is it's a towel that um, it's, a, it's a microfiber thing. You get it wet and when you snap it out, um, it, it draws away the heat really quickly so that when you apply it to your skin, it actually feels like, like almost ice cold water. So these things, when we were on our trip, they were fantastic because you could be standing in line. And as long as you had, you know, a little bit of water with you, you could get these things wet, snap them out, put them around your neck. And it just helps keep you cool and keeps you so that, you know, you're not getting a headache and you're, you're not getting to that point where you can't stand it. So, um, I would highly recommend finding those for anybody that's coming from, from a winter or a colder climate. Um, they may be hard to find this time of year, but I found uh, like if you if you go to like a, um, 
anywhere that sells like sporting equipment, basically, you should be able to find the, these kinds of chili towels. Um, the other thing that I recommend too is uh, some kind of fan. So, so people, various people say, you know, the hand fans are great because you know they're light and easy to transport and everything. But you can also get um, the little battery operated fans, which you can actually put a little bit of water in them and you can spray it so that it, you know, it mists and, and fans you at the same time. Um, the combination of the fans and the chili towels, I think, is really good to, you know keep you sane while you're down there <laughs> and <laughs> he yeah, makes it, people crazy <laughs> it, it does i mean it, it really does affect your your uh your whole trip it like it, it changes how you think about things it makes you know even though you're in disney world and you're supposed to be happy it can make you really grumpy and you know not thinking straight so you know doing a couple of preventative things because you're not used to the heat and you're not used to dealing with it down there if you can stop it from getting to that point where you know it's making you unhappy it just makes your trip overall a lot more happy so um so yeah i mean that's my thing for this week as as i'm staring out the window at the snow is you know <laughs> make sure you're prepared for the heat <laughs> when you're, you get you're down. dreaming about the heat right now though that's that's a, that's a welcome oh, I, change I right? am. Yeah. Yes, that, that's true. So. Well, and I'll say too, I, I just to add to what you're saying, I, I have a I have a rule. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the podcast before, but after getting dehydrated several times at Disney parks, I started a rule the last two trips where every time I see a water fountain, I drink from it. Now, given the water fountains, not always cold water. Um, but it's water nonetheless, and it reminds me that I need to constantly drink water. So literally, when we're walking around the parks, if I see a water fountain, or my wife sees a water fountain, we both say water fountain, and we go take a drink of water for like a you know thirty seconds or whatever. And that it's just a reminder that we need to drink water. So, um, and actually, that that is a good point. Um, so the water fountains are great, and actually, so for anybody that wants to know, I found that in the um, was it Tortuga Tavern. Right outside of Pirates, they had a fantastic water fountain. It was oh, so really cold. cold. Mm, yeah. yeah, it was it was great. Um, but if, if you can't find a water fountain, any quick service will actually give you a cup of ice water if you ask them. For so, free. For free. Um, yeah, for free. So you, yeah, you don't have to pay for it. You don't have to buy anything else to get it. You can just go up and ask for ice water. And they usually actually have a whole bunch of them. Like They, they pre-pour them ahead of time because – the, even the people working there, they know they they want to make sure that people aren't getting dehydrated. So take advantage of that ice water. And what we actually did too is like you know we would stop for for lunch and we would stop for snacks and whatever. As we were ordering our food, we would always you know get like three or four cups of ice water. We would drink whatever we could at the time, but then we would refill the water bottles that we had with us so that we had cold water again in our water bottles as we continued to walk around the park. Yeah, that's a great idea. That's a great way to do that. Uh, you know, to you could even just like you were saying, just uh, get that free water, put it in your water bottle, you know, or walk around and drink it. Or you know, and I think a great tip too is is know the rides that uh, are inside and and air conditioned. And you know, uh, sometimes it's it, it, this is the times where you miss some of those long rides, like um, like Ellen's Energy Adventure, where you could have forty five minutes of air conditioning. <laughs> it's a nice break, right? Yeah. It's a nice or, or a Carousel of Progress is a great one for that. Yeah, you know. Yep. That's a good one. And actually, oh, I, I do have a, a another story about this as well, because so so here's a what not to do when you're down there. Um, so we were <laughs> we were there. It was like the it was like our second last day and we were in Magic Kingdom and uh, the Captain Jack Sparrow uh, show was about to start, you know, where he comes out and, you know, talks to the kids and makes them honorary pirates and all that. 
So, you know, our, our son really loved Jack Sparrow. And so we knew we had to stay around for it. But of course, the area where it was, was like in the middle of, like, it was just out in the middle of nowhere. And there was nothing nearby for shade or anything like that. So we were standing out there for about 35 minutes between, you know, waiting for the show and then actually having the show going and everything. And by the end of it, my wife and I were like dying. Like it was, it was way too hot. And, um, not, us not being smart at the time, our, we kind of panicked. Like we were, we were like, okay, it's way too hot. We have to get out of here. And so we immediately, you know, started booking it towards Main Street because we were like, you know, we got to go back to the hotel and cool off and everything in the AC. But really what we should have done is we were about like – 50 feet from the tiki room we should have actually gone into the tiki room at that point because again you could have like it's somewhere out of the the sun we could have cooled down and at least you know recharged in there for 10-15 minutes instead of running from Adventureland to the main gates to get on a bus and go back to the hotel exactly <laughs> so so, so yeah, you, you definitely, you're right. You want to kind of think about the rides and the attractions that are around you. And sometimes, you know, the, you may be focused on, well, I just want to get on the rides, but you know, those attractions like the Tiki Room, Carousel of Progress, um, any of those are, they're great as a place where you can just go and have a break and, and stop and get out of the sun. And, um, Sometimes you don't realize exactly how valuable that is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to get a break out of that. I mean, the the sun just saps your energy from you. So it's it, you got to take a break. You got to make sure you don't get dehydrated. I think half the time people think that they get like food poisoned at, at Disney World, but it's really that they're just dehydrated and they're getting themselves sick from not drinking water. So I, you just got to yeah. make sure you're drinking water and, and keeping yourself in good shape at the resorts or else you're going to you're going to have a really bad time. <laughs> So, yeah, exactly. And, and like I said, coming, coming from somewhere where we don't get that kind of heat, you, you don't actually account for how much it can affect your trip. And so, oh, yeah. um, yeah, like I said, knowing, knowing about it now and thinking about it ahead of time, I feel I'm a little more prepared, although, um, time will tell obviously when we go down there, but I would like to think that, you know, this time I at least know what I'm in for. So, so I won't be, you know, so shocked by, you know, 40 plus degree weather or sorry 40 celsius which i guess is like mid 90s yeah let's let's get yeah, like mid 90 it's the yeah. humidity too that kills you so, yeah. um sorry so, I, I should stop working in celsius i'm i'm canadian and i, and I keep trying to equate <laughs> it all to, to celsius but uh yeah <laughs> i probably don't i mean I, I wouldn't know the conversion on that if i were to, if it were the other way around so don't feel like you have to conform to us trevor <laughs> yeah. well but i know everybody listening i don't want i i want you guys to have to do math because i'm talking in weird canadian, <laughs> weird so. canadian. uh that's funny uh well <laughs> hey, thanks for that segment i think that was great and interesting so um we're, we were going to do a speed round uh, this this show, but I I think we'll just quit. still want I mean, you know, Damon's there the one that usually times these things and is like, you know, really stringent about it. So let's do them quickly, but not timed. How about that? <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So we don't actually have any rumors this week, which is kind of disappointing because there's just not any rumors going around right now. But there are some little news pieces that we want to hit on. We just don't want to talk about forever. So, uh, for example, we've been talking about Club Thirty Three lately, uh, and we we last. 
episode, we talked about a doorbell showing up at the American Adventure in Epcot. Well, another doorbell has shown up. I feel like this is a fun scavenger hunt that's starting to happen. <laughs> so these <laughs> doorbells are showing up. It's like, where's the next doorbell yeah. going to be? It's like a golden ticket. Um, so the, another doorbell has shown up on the site of the uh, right by the site of the former Catwalk Bar at Hollywood Studios, which has been closed for quite a long time. Uh, but it's right behind the Brown Derby, basically. Uh, so if you know where the Brown Derby is in Hollywood Studios, uh, it seems to be that that's where it's going to go. There's been mysterious construction going on at Magic Kingdom for a while uh, in, in the Adventureland area, um, and that's starting to be built up. There's some rumors that that location will have a viewing platform for Club 33 members to view fireworks from, which I think is super cool. I mean, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a great perk, right? If they were to actually have that. Um, I, I don't know. What do you think of these locations? I like the other location and I like where they're putting it in Adventureland. And I think making use of a, a, a an area that was formerly a bar makes sense too. Uh, and and it, it's in a, it's going to be right kind of in all the action, although a little far from Star Wars land, but it's, it's going to be, you know, right kind of there in the, in the beginning of the park. Well, and again, Club 33 doesn't have to be in the middle of, you know, the most popular part of the park. And sure. that, that's kind of the point of it. Sure. So, um, so I mean, yeah, I think it's good that they're kind of putting them off to the side. Um, as far as the one in Adventureland goes, they – so it's actually in uh, New Orleans Square in Disneyland. And it actually – you can see um, – uh, Rivers of America from there, which is where they do Fantasmic. So Club 33 actually is a prime viewing spot for something like fa- for Fantasmic in Disneyland. I think it's fair that they're giving it kind of equal treatment in Disney World. Um, also, I thought that I heard something about um, in, uh, where was it? In Animal Kingdom, I thought that there was rumors about something going in near Yak and Yeti. I think it was Tiffins. I think they were going to do Tiffins. Tiffins yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah, you're right, Tiffins. Yeah, I think they were going to ch- the, they were going to take uh, part of part of the because Tiffins is a pretty decent sized restaurant, and I think where the one in AK was going to go is in in the Tiffins area. I could be wrong about that, but then that one really hasn't had much of an update lately. I feel like that that, that no one's really yeah. talked about that one. <laughs> Well, and and yeah, I mean, the, you're not going to hear about these until it's actually open and and all of that. And I mean, even when they do, it's it's going to be only when somebody from Club 33 chooses to talk about it. So, yep, the first rule uh, of Club 33 us, is don't talk about Club 33, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what were you going to say? I'm sorry. I uh, know. I, I was just going to say. I mean, it's it, it's not. I mean, it's great for them, for the rest of us. I mean, I know it's there, and someday I will eat at Club 33. I don't know when. It's not going to be anytime soon. (laughs) We just need to get a fan to get us in. That's what it comes down to. We need a listener of this show to be like, I'm a Club 33, a member, and we're going to get you in, and and then we'll we'll, we'll take a field trip. Yeah, I will. I will totally be down for that. Me too. So, any listeners out <laughs> yeah. there, please feel free to hook us up. Um, we talked last week about Wonders of Life uh, at length, actually, about them uh, fixing the roof and it not being open for um, the the uh, garden. One um, of my flower and garden festival this year. Um, so there was some more credence to the rumors that they're actually going to do something with this space um, because there was an internal job posting at Disney for an Imagineer. And it specifically says for wonders of life. Uh, and, and basically they're hiring an Imagineer who specializes in interior design. One of the main responsibilities of the job is listed as design and production of a shop restaurant or attraction. Uh, so 
I don't know. That makes this rumor seem more interesting to me. I don't know if that just means I really, really hope they're not just going to turn this into one big like store. Like I would hate that. You mean, you mean uh, a mouse gear 2.0? Yeah, that would make me really mad if they yeah. did. I would be so. I would hate that so much. Like put some new attractions in there or something. Come on. But I mean, who knows? Maybe they will. I, I mean, you know, we have no news to the contrary. But I just thought it was interesting that there is a job that's actually posted for an interior designer imagineer if they were going to tear that place down they would not be trying to hire somebody to redesign the place no and and um like i said i I think i said this last time is that i don't expect it to come back as wonders of life i'm i'm thinking that there will be something totally new that we're going to see go in there that and that makes total sense and they really can they can put something totally new in there so so anyway, we, yeah. we're not going to spend a lot of time on that because we talked about it last week. But more interesting. Yeah, I want to talk about this next one. <laughs> oh, you do? Okay. Because I think this one's kind of yeah. hilarious because I, you, I don't, do too. you don't really see Disney reverse course so quickly. <laughs> um, do you want to talk about it first? Like you could, I, I haven't introduced it. I do. Because okay, go ahead. I mean, this is kind of close to, to you know, my love of Dole Whip. So, so Disney got rid of the citrus swirl at uh, Sunshine Tree Terrace temporarily. And then they backpedaled on it because uh, of outrage. So they... Um, so they replaced the citrus swirl with an orange swirl, which I guess is, you know, it's closer to just like um, an orange orangey uh, sherbet. Yeah. yeah, versus the, the citrus, which was a mix of, of different things. And of course, people did not like it. And it, to me, this is on the same level of, you know, if you messed with the Dole Whip, you would make a lot of people really upset like riots citrus roll is yeah it's, <laughs> it's on that same level like, like people have their their favorites you know if you want to like citrus or you want to like dole whip like i'm i'm an equal opportunist for your uh your frozen desserts <laughs> uh but yeah when you start messing with it you know there, there's some things that it, it seems like the silliest little thing but the these are those things that that you know people have memories of and fondness of and when you start messing with them this is how you get outrage so you know maybe next time disney will actually ask first before they <laughs> they just start changing things <laughs> it's i think it's just kind of funny because it seems like so apparently the orange swirl i mean uh, the citrus swirl was not vegan and so they decided to make a new recipe that was vegan which doesn't seem like it should have been a big problem like i don't i doubt there was a lot of people going up there like well is the citrus swirl vegan and they're like no and they well, they lose hundreds of customers a day because of, like I just it it's weird to me that they even tried to do this. Well, but I I, I see the reasoning behind it because yeah the, the whole not vegan thing is is because there I believe it's because there's eggs that are used in in making it. So you know for somebody that was vegan, they if they found out that you know there was something in it that they they weren't wanting to eat, they could get very upset. And so it's it's kind of a respect thing, and I understand. Sure, I get that. that. Yeah, they, they should. Shouldn't have just done the quick switch and you know yank one out and put the other one in and pretend that it was okay. They should have you know like kind of what they're doing now is yeah they should have been offering both. They should have said hey here's your here's your you know vegan or you know allergy specific menu and then here's here's the other one right. So the funny thing is that the vanilla part of the orange swirl is not vegan. So <laughs> the only part that's actually vegan is the orange part. Um, and so it's, it's worth noting though, that they not only brought back the citrus swirl, but they also are offering the orange swirl. So they have both now, 
So both are available. Right. Yeah. So I just thought this was a hilarious story. <laughs> just like uh, people get upset about that kind of stuff. You can't mess with that. Those things. Yeah. yeah. You really can't. And it's funny because right. a lot of people look down on the citrus swirl because it's not the Dole Whip, right? It's like your cop out for the Dole Whip. People don't look at it the same way, I feel like. Well, yeah. Again, it's, you know, people, I, I mean, I'll, I'll admit I'm kind of a crazy fan for the Dole Whip. But, I mean, my, my reasoning for it is that I can't eat a lot of ice cream because it does have an effect on me. And so, you know, finding something that, that you know, I can eat that is non-dairy and all that is, is a really great thing. Um, on top of that, the pineapple flavor is just astounding. I've, like, I've, I've tried to find other things like it here, and nothing's come close. So the Dole Whip does hold a special place in my heart. On the same token, though, yeah, the citrus swirl is kind of the same thing. As, you know, People go there for that specific thing, and when you take it away, people get upset. <laughs> so exactly. don't take it away. <laughs> and I, I will say I, I'm not a big pineapple fan, so I, I like Dole Whip, but it's not my favorite. And I do prefer the citrus swirl, but that's just my personal preference. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, and I... I would hate to see them get rid of that, so I'm glad that they brought it back. But what a, what a funny story! You don't see Disney relent that quickly on these things usually, but uh, people were people were upset. So, um, yeah. All right. So one last thing here, <laughs> I think this is really actually interesting because every time my wife and I walk through Epcot, we take that little that little walkway to go to the World Showcase that goes right by the Odyssey. And we always said to ourselves, like, why don't they use that for anything? Like, it just sits there and it's like, it looks sad. <laughs> you know? It just, it does. It looks it, sad. It's just, right. it's a special event thing though, isn't it? Like it it's is. used once in a blue moon. Exactly. Well, but. <laughs> now they are refurbishing it to use it more than once in a blue moon. Uh, ostensibly to, uh, you know, use it to, for like festivals and things like that. Whereas before they were using Wonders of Life, now Wonders of Life is no longer available for that purpose because they're refurbishing it. So now they're refurbing odyssey to kind of become that space which i think is neat i'm glad they're doing something with the space because it is right there in the middle of epcot uh you can't miss the place and, it, and it's good to know that they're actually using it for something yeah and and like you said it's it's one of those things where we you, you don't want to walk by a big empty building in the middle of of a theme park right so yeah, it just looks yeah, weird, right? I mean, it looks sad. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. So it's like, what, what, what did they do? What happened there? Exactly. Like, why is that closed? Why, why don't they just do something with it? So, yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, that's kind of how Wonders of Life has been, right? I mean, it's just been sitting there back in, you know, behind some trees. And it's like, why is that just sitting there and being – they always call it standing, not operating, right? So – yeah. And that's the, the weirdest thing with that, where, where they have some stuff like that, where they're standing, but they're not operating. They're just sitting there empty or rarely used. And so it's nice to see them doing something with this. So anyway, yeah, but, but like you said, the big difference with that is that um, wonders of life is kind of put off in onto the side. So it's not, you know, immediately in your field of view, whereas Odyssey is like literally this large building, like out over the water, right by the, the, the lagoon and, and everything. So you're kind of like, yeah, it's, it's kind of an eyesore if they're not using it. Exactly. I, I hope they refurb the outside of it a little bit, too, because I feel like the outside was looking a little worn. So it, It's pretty dated at this point. It's, it's pretty 90s. <laughs> it is. It is very 90s. So on that note, yeah. let's uh, let's wrap up for the week. What do you say? <laughs> All right. Yes, let's do it. Um, okay. So uh, I, I guess I should also 
as we're wrapping up here, um, we've seen a lot of, you know, new people um, finding the podcast in the last couple of weeks. And we're so glad that, you know, we're getting more and more people that are, are listening to us. And um, as we've said before, we want to hear your guys' comments. We want to hear your guys' feedback and questions and all that kind of stuff. If you um, want to get a hold of us, we do have an email address, which is welcomehomepodcast at gmail.com. Um, we keep saying we we should mention the website, and honestly, I don't know why we mentioned the website because <laughs> we, we had good intentions of using the website, but we don't use the website because we found that Facebook actually works better for yes. us. So, if you want to go to the website and see it, it is welcomehomepodcast.com. But you can also find us on Facebook at Welcome Home Podcast. Um, we're also on Twitter and Instagram, Twitter at welcome home pod and Instagram at welcome home picks. Um, when we do post pictures, um, they do show up on Instagram if we post them on Facebook. So, um, we do, we do try to post stuff there for you guys, but, um, obviously we, we don't, um, it, there's not always enough stuff there to, to, uh, for us to be posting, you know, day in and day out but uh but yeah we we try to make sure that anything that's interesting for our viewers we we try to get its attention on there and as usual if uh you know make sure you like the stuff follow it share it out so that your friends can see it and you know hopefully we can find more people that would love to listen to uh to the podcast um we are also on itunes and google play um stitcher all those places so um make sure uh, if you found us on there leave us a review because uh again that just helps us get more visibility so that more people can find the podcast yeah exactly and we're actually believe it or not we are coming up on a year anniversary of this show i cannot believe that <laughs> it's like it's mind-blowing that's awesome can you believe that it's been a yeah, year oh, gosh wow what were you gonna say i'm sorry i, I well i was gonna say i, I feel like we, I feel like we should do something for it, but I, I, I don't know what <laughs> I honestly don't know. What. <laughs> I feel like we should too, but I, I don't know. Maybe we'll figure something out. We'll figure something out for a year, but yeah. I mean, we have grown so much in a year and we appreciate all of you that have been with us since early on. Um, you know, it's, it's been really fun doing this and, and growing, uh, you know, the, our listener base and, and hearing from all of you guys about how much you enjoy the show. We still don't get hate mail, which is amazing. <laughs> so we still get, I, I'm so surprised. I know that. you think we would at some point, but every, everybody seems to really like the show and we really appreciate that you guys listen. And I, and I mean that, uh, we had a listener write into us recently and, and I responded to them and, and, you know, uh, as answering their question and they were like, I can't believe you responded to me. And I'm like, really? I, <laughs> you know. I was like, we're not like big stars or anything. We we appreciate every listener no. we have. So if you're going to email us, we're going to take the time to email you back. So, so um, you know. Yeah, because really we're as excited as the rest of you to, to talk about this stuff. So, yeah, keep it coming, absolutely, guys. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So um, don't forget to subscribe to Welcome Home Podcast so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode. As Trevor mentioned, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, just about anywhere you can find a podcast. Uh, you can find us just by searching for Welcome Home. And, of course, just a reminder to our listeners, as always, uh, Welcome Home Podcast is for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt Disney Company, and as such... Any and all opinions we express on this show are our own, so please contact a DVC representative, uh, contact a cast member, call Disney for more information about any of the things that we talk about on this show. Um, you can find me on PrinceCharmingVacations.com for all your Disney vacation planning needs, so if you have a friend that's going to Disney, have no idea what they're going to do, uh, have no idea what they're going to say, anything about Disney, 
send him my way. I can help him out. And, uh, you know, join us next time on the show uh, for more Disney Parks discussion. Of course, more DVC talk. And, uh, of course, we hope to see you all real soon. This is Skipper Albert Awal, the voice of the jungle, signing off from Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. Found her in a sugar bowl